This is a HeadGum Podcast. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. So I turned to Hayes Davenport. You! This is a story about me? Okay, yes. And what did you say? I think I asked you to hand me a Mai Tai or something. I was thirsty or something. Do you remember? Because I I actually was... I don't know the second half of the story. Well, I, I think I remember, yes. You asked me for a Mai Tai. And did I? Yes, you did, and I think because I I made that up. I don't I no, don't know what no. happened. Well, here's why you remember because it was very funny because we were on a desert island. Oh yes, okay, and you and you and said mm. it was the first thing you said. Yes, I go. Can you hand me a mai tai? And, you and go, it was uh, really good. And I at the time I had been scared. Well, and I think I did it just to lighten the mood a little yes. bit. Of look, we're gonna get rescued. We're gonna make more movies together. And it, that turned out to be true. We didn't get rescued so much as we got ourselves. You know, we created a raft, and then we made those yes. flares out of coconuts and bark. And so then it was the idea for Castaway, and com- combining that with our, you know, just enjoying volleyball, wanting to popularize volleyball a little bit. Um, yes. And that just became... Why is volleyball not the national sport? Teamwork, mm-hmm. jumping... <laughs> and it, you're trying to keep it from getting dirty, which is a great thing to teach. You, you think about for kids? Yes. Keeping things not being on the ground? Well, especially with germs, the way they're yes. starting to grow these days. Yes. And don't even say the word. I hear, actually, if you say it too many times, you get it now. So No, even... that is how it gets let in. It's like yes. a vampire. You invite it in, you know, because if you don't acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. It's not so there. Don't even you say can't the word. get it. Yes. So let, we're not saying it. But kids don't put because when you're playing baseball, people put their glove in their mouth and they put and they get the dirt in mm-hmm. their mouth. Yes. And they're sharing a bat. Seeds, spinning seeds, they're all over each other. Holding it. Yes. And don't do that. And get out there and bump set spike and side out. It is such a nice thing. I mean, when the ball hits on the ground. Everyone says boo. Mm-hmm. Keep it nice and clean. Yes. That would be good for fat Americans who are just slobs and sitting in their own filth to just have finally a game that's about keeping it clean. Hey, welcome to Hollywood Handbook and Insider's Guide to Kicking Butt and Dropping Names in the Red Carpet Lines. Of... I'm not I'm not even going to get Take mad because this is a Take good – I want this to be a nice show. I'm excited about this show. It's I a, think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a special show, and so I'm not even going to get upset. Welcome to Hollywood Handbook, an insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping names of the red carpet lineback hallways of this industry we call showbiz. I'm Hayes Davenport. I'm here with Sean Clements. What up, what up? And you may have noticed, and we, we're telling a story. Uh, I, you know, I almost want my what up, what up to have a real zip on it today. Because it, because it is a special because show. Because it is a special yes, show. And if you people, could give yes. me just a hair, just a hair's breadth, mm-hmm. uh, just a moment, to, and I'll get into it, and let me just do a... Just the quickest warm-up. Mm-hmm. 
If a black bug bleeds blue blood, what color blood does a blue bug bleed? If a black bug bleeds blue blood, what color blood does a blue bug bleed? If a black bug bleeds blue blood, what color blood does a blue bug bleed? Brother, you little how do you do that? I'm always so amazed that you say everything exactly right. I know, I know. It's not a single flub. And it's almost like, well, do I even need a warm-up if that's how clean it is? But yes, it just makes me up? feel better. Do you warm up for the warm-up? I always wonder about that. Do you do a little secret warm-up? Oh, out in the car? <laughs> yeah, well, I've been accused of this before. And one time I let them put a camera in my car. And I'll tell you, what they saw in there was not me warming up my vocals. <laughs> what? What they caught me warming up was not uh, not necessarily my... Mouth muscles in the car when they had the camera in the car. Yes, I'm so, we're getting off track a little bit. We're just enjoying talking to each other and so much. And what a lucky thing that is because that's that's really what we want to do today. We've been listening to our fans, people who enjoy the show, and they listen to us. We have these guests on the show all the time. Guest, 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 guest every week. Yes. A new guest, and we have this big star on the show, and they come on and they talk all about like. Their experience, their Hollywood experience. Well, and I'm and- fascinated with these guests. I mean, I really am listening and really fascinated with what somebody like, and this is off the top of my head, an Eliza Schlesinger, or what some of these guys have to say. Mm-hmm. And people get pretty pissed off mm-hmm. that we're listening, and they maybe tune in. They want to hear us. Yes, and they wonder you you ha- you have us tantalizingly close to a microphone where we could be answering questions ourselves. Mm. And it seems like to have these microphones right here, what a waste of electricity mm. to, to, to 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 have it on and ready to have questions inside. But but we're not we're not doing any of those ourselves. And why don't we? Uh, yes, and it's very like it's like when a young woman will dangle her fingers. <laughs> Just, just centimeters away from that most sensual, <laughs> from that most sensual organ, uh-huh. the male penis. <laughs> so, yes, and so we think, why don't we just friggin' touch it? Yes, let's what, finally. Why don't we just move it a little bit farther so it's touching it? Let's and reach. So it. Let's do what today. we, you know, what we internally desire and what the natural instinct is to do, which is to actually touch it and speak on the microphone and and not to ask a question of someone else, but to explore ourselves. Yes. Uh, so that's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be talking a lot about our own experiences and in, in this industry. Um, catching up with each other a little bit because we do so much. We talk so much about work and about business and things mm-hmm. like that. It'll actually be really nice to um, get get a little personal with the uh, with each other. It seems you'd think that we just hang out all the time. Of course, we would know everything, but there's actually quite a bit that I don't know about you still. No, and yes, personal life wise, there's some blank spots for me, and also 
Good to touch in again because it is always evolving with what your creative philosophy really is. Mm-hmm. And so yes. that, you know, um, that that's what we're talking about. I mean, that's the purpose of the show is to explore. It really does depend on the day, just like how you got out of bed, what your creative philosophy is. And today I got out of bed from the top, mm. which I had never done before. And it really changed how I just went through the whole entire day. And so I'm picturing this. You just sort of leaned up onto the hands, do a handstand, and then sort of roll. Yes, my bed is in the center of my bedroom. That's that's feng shui. So there's room on all sides. And so, yes, you can do the back handspring right onto the top, balance against the wall, and just do sort of like a, a spider crawl onto the ceiling and then out, and, out the door. And do you feel, and do you feel like that feng shui has change the flow in your house and the energy because i don't know if i buy into all this stuff i I mean because i know you put the bed in the center of the room so you could spider crawl out your door and then you put a lot of the windows you had them lowered to floor level so you could see people's feet when they walk by yeah so i can be lying down and i can i can be falling asleep on the floor but i can still see people's feet Mm. as they're going by yes so that has been a pretty radical change from the way it used to be. When I would look out there, I couldn't see anybody's feet at all. But other than that, the one thing that has made a difference is that the the toilet bowl and the tank in my bathroom mm. are now separated. And the tank is outside. And um. They're not really connected at all. And you have to physically go out and get some water from it in order to sort of fill the thing Back up. It's complicated, but this is a thing that they're doing a lot now. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm not really doing – I mean, that's an issue for me because I'm not really doing the bathroom this. That's right. You're doing uh, perfect zero net calories. Yeah, You use everything that you consume. It's almost a reverse cleanse. It's like I'm not – you know, I'm not letting anything out. Mm-hmm. Um, and just sort because of – Because it is waste. Well, I just when I think about the concept of what do I do? What what, what do I do for a living? What do I do? Mm-hmm. You know, that's actually this would be a good thing to talk about. I produce I'm excited you know, to get into this. I produce content. I mm-hmm. produce things. I put out ideas, and in return, I get paid money. Mm-hmm. So going to the bathroom, making a peepees, or you know, making a duties, doing that is I am producing something. I am putting something out. And mm-hmm. what do I get back? Mm-hmm. And it's currently nothing. Yes. And so keeping that internal and just keeping myself only for myself has has proven to be yes. very rewarding. And then the truth is, once you, there's like if there's a scarcity to it, mm-hmm. then the value starts to get a little bit higher. Yes. You know what I mean? And so maybe it gets to a point where since there's less and less of that out there – People do. People are a little more willing to pony and, up. And this is boring marketing stuff, but yeah. it's all part of the same thing. And we did sort of blow by the idea of what is it that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yes. Well, maybe one thing, maybe a fun thing, just for the very top. Let's just define our job because mm-hmm. it's everyone in Hollywood says, "Hi, I'm a movie maker," mm-hmm. but. But what is yeah? Anyone could say movie maker, sure. and what is 
actually your job description. Yes. I would love to speak us that I think would be a nice thing to do. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. So I'll start. Really? When you really look at it, what I do, the exact nature of my job title, Mm -hmm. I'm a spaceship driver. Okay. And how and how does that work in terms of what you actually? That's not what you actually do. And well, so it must have some other. Yes, I mean, but it is, isn't it? What is movies for people, and why do they want that, and why do they love mine? Because I'm transporting them, taking them somewhere to a world mm-hmm. that maybe they can't get to without me. Mm-hmm. So in that way. Because I'm you have putting, to you drive, you know the way. Well, and it's and even spaceship driver, which is a great title, but is a little limiting because I also have to build the spaceship, figure out what kind of fuel it runs on. Mm-hmm. I got to figure out what kind of tunes I'm going to put on in it, and I've got to figure out how far away, how long a trip it's going to be to get to the other planet, and I got to make sure that we're laughing our butts off. Basically the entire way. Right. So you can get on the intercom and things and – Yeah. And talk – say like what, for example? Okay. <clears throat> oh, check out this asteroid over here. It's a cool character. And, and so, you know, that's really how I think about making these movies. And I might get on the intercom later and go – Look at the size of that star. It's a big movie star. And so in that way, I am able to not only drive a spaceship, not only build it, not only figure out a safe fuel Mm -hmm. that it can run on, not only determine length of the trip, but also everything you see and hear along the way. Mm. So I built the universe and the spaceship, really, and the world you go to. And I'm drawing from this world to do it. So in a way, I kind of am responsible for this world. And you're a bit of a passenger on the spaceship at the same time, aren't you? As much as you're the driver, aren't you also going to space at the same time? Yes, and I'm ringing the call button. Mm -hmm. Uh, Excuse me, uh Excuse me, driver. Yes, what is a young man? Uh, Excuse me, driver. You've just passed my stop. Uh, Sorry. You know, and so that's sort of the kind of internal struggle of, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, do I keep going with this scene or do I not? It's very nice that he was sorry. I was just wondering how that would end. It's conflict. You set up a conflict, and this is what you're so good at. Like, well, and how let's is go, this going to be resolved? And this will be fun for everybody. Let's see what happens if he's not sorry. Yeah, you passed my stop. No, I didn't, you rascal. Uh, yes, you did. It's right back there. No, it wasn't. And so you see how that's a whole nother avenue that's available to you and my and my brains is actually capable of doing that mm-hmm. where it, my brains can actually see both the forks mm-hmm. it's become two brains yes we are all a man of two brains when being creative mm-hmm. and so 
it's a lot of understanding what brains is and being able to get in there and to move it around and to look and see which brains do you want to use. And so what is your job title, Hayes, to you? I like to think of myself as a sled dog racer Mm. and not really because – Of an analogy, but I do think it would be – it is fun to think about doing something like that. And just imagine being able to hang out with the dogs and the dogs are not just your – and they're not just normal dogs. They're like your work partners. May I tell you what what your analogy really is though? But I I would really just prefer to keep this separate from work. Because it's a, it's kind of a thing. It's just a fun thing to imagine. Just imagine that you're with the dogs and you yes. kind of like are working with them. Yes, we're like coworkers, and mm. it's not even the same as having dogs for pets, which I do not agree with one bit. Because it's jail. For them, it's jail. Yeah, it's not jail for me. Jail for me is a real jail. Jail for them is my house. Mm. And then what's the pound? The pound, boy, for me or for them? For them. For them? I Dude, guess, you tell me both. Well, it's like a, well, it's like a hotel for them. Hmm. And for me, it's a place to go inside at night, open all the cages up. Mm, it's a freedom-making free, freedom Yes, but then the window's too high. You can't get back out the same way you came in. So really, they just they just find you there. The next day, and all the dogs are out, and some of them are very mean. Some of them have been mean to you the entire night, mm. even though you were trying to be a rescuer. Yes, but they don't know that. Their brain is the size of a walnut. And then it's because of how we treat them. And what if we were giving them a race to do every day? Well, and that's, a, and, and that's great. Now, I know you don't want to make it about work, so uh. can I separately... Tell you about why my job is kind of like being a sled dog racer. Okay, yes. That's you, this is your job. Well, I guess when I sort of saddle up at my computer, I'm kind of stepping mm-hmm. up onto a sled. Mm-hmm. And you know there is no saddle. And it's these... standing up. You're standing up the whole time. Mm-hmm. And you're lassoed to the sled by your feet. Yeah, yes. Okay. So, and I'm sort of saddled up on there. With my feet. And what happens to me when I begin to create is I'm sort of dragged along by these mad demons of uh, creativity and ideas. Mm. And I don't really have so much say over where it goes, but I'm just trying to wrestle and rein it in somehow and, uh-huh. and get to the destination that I want to go. Almost as if the dogs are dragging my sled. Well, it's a misunderstanding. It's a mischaracterization of being them being mad demons. Is it's false? And for me, uh, if your dogs are mad demons, if you're trying to do a dog race with dogs that are essentially mad demons, mm. then you can't call yourself a, a dog racer. You're just a guy. Anyone can just get up there with a bunch of strange dogs and just let them run wild. But to be a real dog racer, I don't know. Well, <laughs> there's a there's a significant training. Component. Well, it's a well, 
It's okay for us to disagree, but I do not think that anyone, first of all, someone with a severe allergy cannot do it. Secondly, someone who can't afford the flight can't do it. The flight to the where the dog race begins? Yes. Mm-hmm. If they are far away from it and they can't afford the flight to the starting place, you're right. They could never do that. Mm-hmm. So that's – and that's two examples. Mm-hmm. Can we get a little personal for a second? I would love to um, talk a little bit about our personal lives, which is something we don't do quite enough on the show, I don't think. I've never met a single person in your family, and mm. I I always wonder about that because you do talk about them often. You talk about Steffi, and you talk about your your kids and, mm. um, and, and all that, and your dad. But I haven't met any of them even once, and I would so love to meet them. Well... I guess I do make compartments out of life. Mm. And one compartment is me and Hayes. And that's a fun compartment. Mm-hmm. And another compartment. That's like the like you go to the container store. It's like one of the ones you slide under the bed and you keep toys in. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh yeah, what's in there? Maybe a Chinese yo-yo mm, paddle. Mm. The game you play at the beach where you hold the little Velcro uh pad on your hands yes. and you're throwing the ball around and you catch it on the pad. Yes, I I think that I that is us. Yes, to me. Uh, you know what? And I'll give you something more fucked up. That's us, but we're not playing it at the beach. Because we can have that kind of fun anywhere. That is pretty fucked up. Anybody <laughs> could do it at the beach, but what's fucked up okay. about us and what's a little bit like is the reason maybe we get into so much trouble mm-hmm. is that we are not playing it at the beach. And that's mm-hmm. maybe some of the reason that people have a little bit of a problem with the way we do things here and they maybe want to start some shit and we're not biting I just keep on smiling and I glide on by mm-hmm. and it's and and I'm and we'll all float on okay and that's mm-hmm. the and that's the bottom line mm-hmm. shake it off mm-hmm. yeah. but anyway talk about the, the, let me let me talk I want to talk about my family so I guess part of the reason that I don't introduce my family to my Hollywood friends uh, is that I'm almost embarrassed. Uh, I'm almost, we talk about being of two brains, but in a way I'm leading a two life Mm. lifestyle because being a farm orphan who came from nothing to now have a beautiful basement apartment in my dad's house. I was not always um, cool mm-hmm. or funny or smart mm. or even able to see out of both my eyes. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. So... It feels like I keep these things separate because I'm so afraid that if everyone knew everything about me, mm-hmm. maybe they wouldn't like who I am. So those 
some of those people do know that stuff about you. Yes. And you're worried. Everybody knows one secret. Everybody I know knows one secret about me. And you know what yours is. Oh, yeah. Steffi's got one. Each one of my kids have one. And I'm very scared they're going to tell Steffi. Mm -hmm. Some of them are babies. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And they have it just written somewhere on them. And then, of course, you know, my my dad has a secret that he knows about me. Mm -hmm. And then there's just certain baristas in this city who have secrets about me. Uh-huh. Um, uh, my ATTU verse cable guy. Uh-huh. Uh, and what Tim. a fun scavenger hunt for somebody to try and go all around the whole city and gather up all the secrets about you to piece it together. Yeah, mm-hmm. because each individual one is not so bad, but when they're all together, it really does it paints become a pretty a, a very, grim, very horrifying secret. Pretty grim picture. Yes, when you get every piece. Mm-hmm. Now. One thing that's always fascinated me about you hmm. is I obviously have met your girlfriend, all of them. Mm-hmm. And you go through them pretty quickly. And it starts to make a guy wonder, do you yearn for that great love that one true romance, do you seek that? Is that something you even desire or are you settled in the, the lifestyle you have? I'll tell you what happens and the way it honestly sort of plays out every time. Um, not to be like too candid about this, but I'll meet someone that I really like. And we'll talk, go on a few dates, we'll get to know each other. Sounds good so far. And sometimes we'll really start to hit it off. And uh, eventually it gets to this point where, uh, you know, we start to feel more comfortable with each other. Maybe we'll go to each other's place at some point. We'll talk, It'll get kind of late. We'll talk about spending the night. And then we'll start to, you know, start getting intimate. Yeah. And kissing and 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 touching and uh, maybe one of us starts disrobing in the in a fun way, and then it gets to the time where you know like we're adults and uh, we get to the point where when it's time to ha- have intercourse, it's a natural thing. It's time to have intercourse, yeah. and. <clears throat> My thing goes in there, and I don't like it. Are you afraid it won't come back out, or no? I, I, it's just something about it. It's, it's so fucked up. Just while it's as soon as it goes in, I'm just like, I hate this. I, I just got to get it out, and then, uh, you know, I, I run away. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sort of in the corner of the other room, and then they come in and say, what's wrong? And I say like something like, I just remembered something sad from when I was like a kid or something. Okay, yeah. That was, you know. And that makes me just want to do it even more. Yeah. Uh, and so it's just, I'm waiting for the one for the one girl. To answer your question, yes. Is there anything that you do like the way it feels? 
the one. Well, this is, you know, this is getting very personal. Well, that's what we set out to do. You know, in my house, they, uh, my the the woman who comes and cleans up, she she'll leave food. You know, likes to keep stuff around for me to just kind of snack on throughout the day. No. Once in the night, I woke up. I uh, was going to the bathroom. It was very dark. Uh, and I tripped and kind of speared a grape. Yeah. Just so it, 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 and it was sort of like the experience of having like a wet hat on it. Mm-hmm. And that. You smush it and it bursts. So there's sort of that. It's dripping down it. It's a, and the skin is hanging. Did it happen? Have you done this? Uh, never unintentionally the way you're describing. I've never tripped and fallen and done it. I've been well because that's the problem. Because I, when I have tried to do it again, mm. it has to be an accident. Ah, uh, it doesn't work if I'm trying to do it. Well, I mean, if you, I mean, you know, I there may be a situation where perhaps you get into a relationship with a woman who's willing to. Hide grapes and also hide roller skates and things that you would trip on um, around the house in order to. That's what I, when you, yes, that's what I say to answer your question. Am I looking for that one person? The answer is yes, for that reason. Or maybe there is someone who has like a thing down there that is kind of like that. It's like a grape. Like a half grape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they could kind of ju- jump you, surprise you. Mm hmm. Yeah. Very personal. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I guess I didn't know we were going to go this far in, but at the same time, this is what people wanted. And this is what all our guests do when we have them on. We get this far with them. And this is what's going on with Carrie Ann right now. I mean, this is very, like, and I pray she's not listening to this. But it's why I am scared to seek intimacy with her because I'm concerned that it'll be like all the others. And I like her so much, Sean. And that would. That would well, kill I've, me. To... I've hung with the two of you, and it feels like I'm hanging with best buds. Oh, God. Best the, buddies. The, the, we're best buddies with each other, yes. 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 Always playing, you know, just and playing. And with me, yeah. Running, chasing each other. Chase, yes. Chasing each other, setting up mm-hmm. games and challenges for each other, stacking up all the creamers that are in, on the mm-hmm. table and sort of then one of you gives the other one like a sugar packet and you have how many throws to knock down the sort of creamer pyramid. Yes, it's and, always playing games. It turns life into this big funny game. Yes. And so to have that disappear from my life would uh, – God, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And she is um, starting to press. Mm-hmm. You know, She's doing it in front of you. Yes, she's. I mean, she point blank has asked me uh, what the like, story what's is there? going on there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, but you, I guess, didn't know until now. <clears throat> no, I told I. But I told am her kind of. Else. I'll be honest. Like, while this is a you know, it is a personal story that I just told. I've never really said it out loud like sure. that. I am kind of like, I feel like I'm advertising it. I don't know. That's just what I. I feel like I, I drop hints a lot, but maybe not. Right, yeah. No, I was able to tell because you are um you have a you've made a couple strange jokes to this effect. 
I remember that you, uh, at one point we were drinking wine and you said, you held up the wine bottle. And this is just making yeah. sense now. You held up the wine bottle. You went, I wish my ding dong speared this so this cat's grandson. And I guess grandfather. what you- Grandfather. Grandfather? I said grandfather. About the wine? Yes, because the grandfather, the grape is the grandfather of the wine. Yes, yes. It just felt like a good segue because of- and then it's also, a convenient way to talk about when the, we were watching that California Raisin special with her, you mm-hmm. were like, mm, I would like to fuck their dad. Yes. And then you said, well, not fuck. <laughs> what I'm really talking about is much more complicated than that. And, uh, you know, we all laughed, yeah. but I don't know if any of us knew why. So And why I always use the male family member it, it describing... That, yeah. that these great ancestors I'd, I'd like to have intercourse with is because the red ones are the male. Yeah. And the the green ones are the female. Yeah. And it's the red ones that, that it works on traditionally. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who knows why, but. Should we take a break? I don't know. I'm just getting really sad all of a sudden. Sure. Uh, I feel like I had a. I feel like I had one thing that I was going to ask, but now I can't remember what it was. I was there was somewhere in there I was going to had one question. Okay, well maybe when we come back for the break, you can ask. I guess so. I had one question I was going to ask. It was. I really feel like I had it right in there. But I guess we can take the break and then figure out what either during the break or. After or, if I don't remember it, we just can't do it. We have a really great guest today. It's me. And you say, it's me too. It's me too. On Hollywood Handbook. Hollywood Handbook. And so I think I turned to Sean, you, Clemens... Wait a minute, and me? I, and what? I said, I said, I remember I started out. I said, "Did you rewind this?" But I don't remember what I was holding, or what the. Yes, but okay, yes, uh, yeah, okay. Now I do remember this. Okay, yeah, it was a. Um, you know those party things where you uh, whip your arm and the for, a ribbon unravels. Okay, yeah, I really yes, yes. I don't really know how those work, I don't think. You don't? Well, I, I'm always a little confused. Well, yes. What happens is when you snap your wrist, it extends, and there's some sort of wire or mechanism in there where it automatically returns to the pole. Okay. And so you kept – you would snap it out, and then when it returned to the pole, you would look at me just mystified and go, did you rewind this? And I'd say, no, yes. it, it winds okay. itself. Yeah. And you refused to believe it. Well, it doesn't make sense that it would be able to rewind itself because with the force of the flick, you're extending it all the way out. Is that sense of childlike wonder what makes you such a great artist? Was that your question? For yes. A- <laughs> Is it your sense of childlike wonder that makes you such a tremendous art? Man, that's so interesting. Uh, I think it comes from the fact that I feel like I never really did have a childhood. Yeah, growing up, 
as you know, raised in a fire truck. I was surrounded by fire all the time. And just like, just when you think you're about to get some sleep. And that's a bad truck. So, because the truck should not really have too much fire on it. There's a, you know what it was? A really short hose. Yeah. At the firehouse yep. where I was. And so they had to really get up right next to the fire. And sometimes there would be fire on the truck itself. Mm-hmm. And so when you're trying to play with toys, but there's fire all around you. And sometimes you have to pitch in. Mm-hmm. You feel weird. Even as a kid, you feel a little weird just sitting there trying to play with toys when other people's things are being well, consumed by fire. Well, and they say it takes a baby to catch a baby. And so a lot of times if a if a woman was, you know, going to drop her baby out the window because mm-hmm. there were so, so many stories up and the fire's coming, you know. You and, use another baby to do the Well, catch. you use another baby because yes, they're – Soft they're, pallets. Yes. They're mm-hmm. – they're drawn to one another. You know, they recognize each other and they can anticipate the baby's movements in a way that adults cannot. We want to do a special little new thing today, uh, which is that since we're asking questions of each other today and we're and we're we're talking ourselves, we thought we'd do the same thing for the popcorn gallery. Mm-hmm. And now you already know this because you submitted questions to ask Sean and I today. Um, and so the question is, do we play the song because the song is to explain the popcorn gallery and we, of course, already know what it is hmm. and how it's for questions. And so do we just skip the song? Mm. Let me let me say this. Intern Andy did a popcorn gallery theme song a while ago. Mm. I think it just sort of got forgotten and I well, don't – I wouldn't even know how to find it today. But let's make it – okay. I was going to say let's do a throwback Thursday, mm. which is a new um, – uh, thing that my cousin Sam was telling me, and he found an old picture of me in an old Halloween costume, and I thought, what better way to just celebrate Thursday than to put this up? And it's not vain; it's just fun. Where did you find that that old photo? Uh, Sean has a bunch of stuff at my place. It's in an old box. Yes, I've been keeping some stuff at Sam's apartment for uh, when I have to stay there. Well, let's just not do it. Okay, no song, and I vote no song. Sam, you have some questions that Mm -hmm. are from some of our fans to ask us. And let's try and get – we got a lot of questions. Let's try and get through these quick. And we say them quickly, and let's let's just be efficient about it. Sure. No dancey dance. Aztec would like to know. What was your first memory of a movie? What a good, what a good question. Mm. Uh, I think it's the part in Under Siege where the chick with the big jugs pops <laughs> out of the cake. And now you were not young when that movie came out. No, no, no. I no. I I mean, I was a, I was a producer on the film. I, I was, I, but it was in a screening. It was an early cut, and someone suggested making that scene shorter, and I actually said I'd like to make it twice as long. For me, mm-hmm. there's a scene in Fury where the one guy is, like, quoting a Bible verse. Oh, powerful. And the main guy... Already knows what it is, and he finishes saying it. And this is right before 
the end where everybody gets blown up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's going to see that movie, but I I wouldn't because everyone gets blown up. And so – And that movie does not look like it would be scary. No. But the idea of everyone exploding actually is scary. It's a guy – the poster's guy resting. <sighs> Yeah. He's resting on a big pole. He's relaxing. Okay. Well, that's another one. And so I think that was, if I think back, I think that was the, now, the earliest memory of a movie I have. I'm sorry, but they're now trying to trick you into seeing movies with scares. Yes. Where it used to be, some are the scary movies and some are the fun movies. Mm-hmm. And you go see the fun ones and you leave the scary ones, all the sick, twisted fucks. Mm-hmm. Like, who, for example, imagine... Uh, what would you imagine a movie about a doll to be like? Me? Yeah, if you saw, saw like, oh, there's a doll in this movie. Probably kids playing, having fun. Well, isn't that what you would think? Well, that's what ki- people, kids do with dolls. And now suddenly the doll has a knife and is stabbing the kids. Yeah. Well, no thank you. And if And you know what? If it makes you feel good to trick people and that's how you want to have fun, then go... You know, hang Go out with away. Dax and and BJ, Whitney, hang out with Dax, BJ, and Whitney, and just go punk yourself. New question, new question. Just come in and ask the new questions. All right. Mean Detective would like to know, how have your personal and psychological difficulties informed your work as professional humorists? Boy, what? I don't know. I don't do you. Do we like that one? No. Okay. Charlie Murphy Brown wants to know as hilarious as it was and remains to this day, is it not the premise behind reality show show and its offshoots like your Joel McHale's, Ryan Seacrest, and Nick Latchkey's? Isn't the whole, hey, it's important to act like this is important thing just some marketers wet? He knows. Rod Ogg wants to know, I think I have a dope connection at a major studio in Hollywood, but I don't know how to take our relationship to the next level. What's a creative or original way to show him that I would do anything to be famous? Hmm, that's a real this question. This question's okay. Yeah. Uh, there's no, I don't have a good answer for it, but mm-hmm. it's a very good question. I've never really been in that position before. No, they mostly come to me. Bozo's a basketball would like to know, Hayes, what is more important? Being really cool or really funny? And see, this, funny funniness is cool. Don't you remember? And funny, but because funniness is coolness, it's, it you is. Remember being in high school and just making everyone laugh? Yes, and it sometimes is can be a secret key into into the cool world. Yes. Whereas maybe a and this is the one from the movie. Yes, yes. That's if you remember at the beginning of the movie, Brad Pitt is sitting there and he's a dork, and everyone around him. Is getting into cool world by being cool, by being good at basketball (laughs) and being, you know, handsome. And he makes a cracking good joke Mm -hmm. and it busts everybody up. And then that's how he becomes friends, gets to fuck cartoon Kim Basinger. Sean, what is the scariest thing you has ever seen? Um, Probably a mouse skeleton. Because, and I'll tell you why. Because a skeleton is bad enough, 
But if it's small as a mouse, it could be literally anywhere. And you could have it in the room for an hour and not know it's there. At least if a skeleton is in a room with me, I know that. You get out. Well, I can leave, but I might go to bed and then a mouse skeleton could be inside my pillow, eat its way out, and then eat my brains. If I'm lucky... So in that way, probably a mouse skeleton. And, and you I, saw this? I've seen one, yeah. What happened? Oh, well, I don't necessarily want to tell the whole story, but I'm going to beat out some of the temp poles for you. Victor Garber and me aren't friends anymore. <laughs> we don't talk, and he doesn't have my current cell phone number. And he and his mouse skeleton, I hope they have a long, happy life together. And he can, as far as I'm concerned, hang with Dax, BJ, and Whitney. And they can go punk themselves. Say no more. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Valerie Bryant would like to know, Hayes, what's your favorite inside joke between you and Sean? It's an inside joke. I mean, Greggy would like to know. What's your guys' favorite podcast? Huh. Of the of the Airwolf ones? Mm. What do we like to listen to? There are parts of each one that I like, I would say. Yes. If you took a certain part of each one and made it into its own big podcast. And it's and we're not describing a Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. What we're describing is just a good podcast. That has the couple good parts from yes. all these different ones without all the crap. Yes. I would do from Comedy Bang Bang. I like when they're not p- just kind of playing around. Yes. I like when they actually take it seriously. Yes. And are not trying to make a joke about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think from... Improv for humans, I like the very long phone calls. Foginess files, I like the videos. Yes. The videos are funny. Those, that part's okay. Uh, totally lame, obviously. I keep most of it. I keep her. I keep him. I keep the Oprah game. Um... I mean, that one, I pretty much, I guess I'm shoving these other elements we describe into the basic yes, framework need, that is that show. Yes, that's the bowl. Yes. So. Is that all of them? Oh, and, 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 uh, and I would, uh, you know, Andrew, oh, and Andrew crack, T. and the crack. And I'd add Andrew T. I'd Andrew, Andrew T would be all over it. I'd want his ad reads, what actually. What if he. I'd like his ad reads. I feel like that. I feel like that would be perfect. And what were you going to say? He's married. He's to married who? to the girl from movie show. How do they make movie? Oh, that's funny. Now they're married, and they are having a nice dinner with totally lame and her husband. Mm, okay. Who is your dream guest for the show? Well, I was enjoying that question, but uh, let's move on to the next one. Who's this from? Still from Greggy. Okay, Josh Radner. Next question. Where do you get your funny ideas? I would say that my my actual dream guest. Oh, the oh, 
The one that you... The one that I dreamed? Yeah. Is like almost... It's Paul Bunyan, but he almost is like... uh, Has skin like a crocodile. Mm -hmm. But he's not scary. He's not. He's helping me. Yeah. He's helping me learn how to drive a truck. So that's my dream guest. Greasy Bob would like to know, what is the most hardcore blue-collar thing you've ever done? And included the examples, dig a ditch, fix a toilet, milk a cow. Make a movie is, you have to think of it like a lunch pail job. Does it make sense? You know what I'm saying? Mm. And you have to think of, you wake up every morning and... It's as if you're going in and going down in a sooty bog to do your work. Put on your hard hat mm-hmm. and grab your pail that you keep your lunch in mm-hmm. and climb out on the steel girder, you know, that is Video Village. Mm-hmm. Uh, and pick up pick. your hammer, which is calling action, and start pounding away uh, on the nails, which is giving notes to the actors to say, don't say it like that. Say it like this. Thelonious Junk would like to know, what is your favorite episode, segment, or guest? Huh. Mm. Wow. Mm. Uh, That's an interesting one. Is that a good question? Mm. Of the show? This, what, this is it, are they saying of the show? Uh, I like this one too. You do? Yeah, I think this is the best one. Yes, this one. Between the two of you, who would win in a fight? Ugh, between we, the two? Like it's a ugh. secret between the two of us? Whoa. Oh, whoa. I don't try to do this. Everybody loses if that happens. Oh, like if you and I were fighting? Yes. Okay. I didn't understand that because it said like between the two of you. So I thought it was like. Like if there's a fight happening in between you. Everybody no, loses when th- that happens. I thought it was like just like we, we, the way you say like between you and me, like it's a secret. And if you say like between the two of you, is it just a secret for us? But then it's like I don't know who they're talking about. Do say do it again. Between the two of you, who would win in a fight? Oh, so it's if you and I fought each other. Is that what the question is? Now I'm seeing it your way. Now I'm thinking that he actually is saying just for us to tell each other. And but then who is it who would win and who is fighting? Uh I mean we're movies guys. Is he thinking about a Rocky a, movie or something? Yeah, like a boxer? Yeah. A boxer would win in a fight. Yes. Well, I, boxing's the highest form of fighting. Mm-hmm. Thelonious Junk would also like to know, how big of a donation to Earwolf would it take to hang out with you guys? Let's explore that. Oh, fuck, man. Uh, oh, wait, to Earwolf? Yes. How big of a donation to Earwolf it's would to, it take? The, the donation mm. is to Earwolf. It does not go to you. Oh. To hang with us. At the same time? Does it say? No, it doesn't. Hmm. To Earwolf. To Earwolf. Hmm. I mean, the answer is zero. We could call and out. then there's a and then there's the, a sub answer, which is <laughs> you could make a donation somewhere else. It might wind up making a bigger difference. Yeah, because the higher the no, the donation to Earwolf number gets, the angrier I'm getting. Just as I think about it, as the numbers are going up and up and up to Earwolf, I'm getting madder and madder because it should be going to me. 
Yeah, you're hanging with me. You're not hanging with Earwolf. Yes. And so I guess the answer would be zero. But Which, I, what does that even mean, Earwolf? That's see, nothing. I would actually love to talk about this because I've been thinking about this for a long time. A wolf's ear? Is that what it is? Then just say that. That's how you say that. You say a wolf's ear. Yeah. That's how you say that. And I know because I dated a veterinarian for a while. Uh, Valerie Bryant would like to know, Sean, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Uh, Six feet under. Mm -hmm. We're bringing back that show for another season. I'm going to play Peter Krause's character. And uh, it's been uh, hellish scheduling it. So it's kind of sort of a joke that I say six feet under because I actually do think it might take 10 full years to, to get that together. Um, but we're getting Richard Jenkins back to play a ghost again. Um, uh, Dexter's going to be, uh, kissing the, the cop guy again. Um, chick from Can't Hardly Wait is doing, still doing art. Are we, I, I mean, is that it? I think those were good. Yeah. Yeah, those felt like enough questions. Yeah, anybody those were good who, questions. And anybody who didn't, we didn't get your question, you should have had it up First, yeah, earlier, top. In the, yes, you yes. should have had us write it down first. Mm-hmm. Put it on top, and it's a quick lesson to be on time because it's you know if you're the it's it, not Jack Nicholson's not the best actor. He's just a guy who got there first to the movie set, and so that's a lot of how it works. Let's give out the pro version. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh boy. Uh, we want to give out the and rate us on iTunes and uh, please chat with us on the forums and um. Nice Dad 43 gets the pro version. Yep. And I guess that could be well, if we were to tie it into the show. Well, okay. This was kind of interesting that the way we had to answer that one question between the two of us. Mm-hmm. He can, so as his prize, Nice Dad 43 can ask us each one question on the forum, mm-hmm. but we will not answer to him. We will only answer to one another. But we have to answer the question to each other yes. that he asks us. Yes. And that, won't that be nice for, for you? And To know that we're sharing with one another what the answer is. Bye. Hollywood Handbook. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolfradio.com The Wolf Dead That was a HeadGum Podcast.